you have something that can afford you the life that you've always dreamed of. Going on those vacations you always want, being able to buy this and buy that. You have something that can get you out of debt if it is you're in debt and cause you to live abundantly. You hear me? Abundantly. But you're not using it. So can you please tell me why you're sitting on that gold mine of yours that is your talent? For weeks now, I have personally been struggling with the thought that wanting to do podcasting full time is an unchristian thing because I always thought growing up that Christians are only meant to be pastors, preachers, evangelists, like Christians don't own businesses, Christians don't design clothes, Christians just, they just stick to everything church related. That was the mindset I had growing up. Where did that come from? I don't know, but it it stayed with me well into my adult life. And even today, I still struggle with that thought. But then I was talking to God about it and really asking him to help me to overcome that mindset because I know of other Christians, other believers who are thriving in business, who are successful, who are multimillionaires, but they're not necessarily pastors. They don't necessarily preach on a pulpit. You know, some of them are fashion designers, some of them own restaurants. And so I wanted to really get a grip and just discard the mindset that was telling me Christians are only supposed to be in the church. I believe it was God that took me back to a teaching that my pastor did on talent. She did a whole series um, teaching on talent. And the first one that I went back to In my notes, it reminded me that every good thing comes from God. Those desires that we have that we just can't shake, no matter how much we try, every good thing comes from God. Even our desire to open a business, our desire to maybe, you know, um, have our own pastry shop or whatever the case may be. And so just reading that sentence alone gave me the extra push or the extra encouragement that I needed to not feel bad for wanting to do this, you know? And it really also made me get comfortable in in knowing that I've always wanted to host my own radio talk show. Always, always, always. From the time I knew myself, I always wanted to do that. And it just so happens that there isn't that opportunity currently available for me to do it the way that I want to do it. You know, I don't necessarily want to speak about news and politics and stuff like that. Even though I have a journalism degree, I just never saw myself being a news reporter. I've always loved um, lifestyle and to some degree entertainment as well. And I feel like even if I were to be on radio, I would somewhat be limited. So I went to my pastor, who is my mom, who is also my mentor. So whenever you hear me say mom or pastor, just know that she's also my mentor. And I remember being frustrated and just saying to her, I want to do this job instead, but I don't know how. And I don't think the opportunity exists. And I just went on and on and on. And she simply said to me in the sweetest way, Sweetie, use what you have to get what you want. I was like, huh? 
Use what you have to get what you want. I have a computer home. I have a mixer. I have a mic. I I want to share with people the things that God is teaching me about my life and about living this life. So why not start there? And then eventually what might happen is that I might attract the opportunity to eventually host my radio talk show or I might end up becoming my own business owner and pursuing this on my terms in my way. So I went home taking her encouragement and that is where I restarted my podcast because I kind of laid it down for a bit. But after talking with her and just getting that encouragement, that is where I decided to take it seriously and see where it took it and see where it takes me. You know, so I say all of that to say that I can understand if you feel like I'm good at this or I have this desire, but I don't think it's Christian. Like I don't think it would be accepted, so to speak, in Christian circles. And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. If that were the case, we wouldn't have clothes for today. We wouldn't have shoes for today. The things that we enjoy, our computers, our our gadgets, makeup. You know, we would not have those things for today if everybody was supposed to be a pastor, if everybody was supposed to be a preacher or an evangelist. God is a very creative God and he's very diverse. So whatever it is that you're good at, whatever it is that you just love to do, even if it gives you a little bit of headache, even if it gives you a little bit of stress, but you can deal with the stress because at the end of the day, you absolutely love it. I am here to encourage you to pursue that thing. You can make a living from that thing. That thing can give you the life that you want to live. Okay. So you may be asking, what is my talent? What can I do that can actually cause me to become successful? Well, it could be baking, it could be sketching, it could be making clothes, it could be cutting grass. And yes, I say cutting grass because persons start off doing that. And then before you know it, they have a whole landscaping business, you know. And yes, you can also become a pastor, a preacher, if that is what you love to do. If you love to share the word of God, I'm not here to knock that at all. You can do that too. Whatever it is that comes easy to you, whatever it is that you enjoy, that is your talent or that could be your talent if it is you choose to develop it. For some of us, it's easy to identify our talents and we're on one end of the, of the spectrum because it's not just something that we do naturally, but it's something that excites us whenever we do it. But for a lot of us, what we've been struggling with is the fact that we don't feel confident that we can actually make a living from it. How many stories have we heard of people who would have left law school or medical school or even some prominent position in a company where they were making thousands of dollars on an annual basis to do things that we might consider mediocre? How many persons we know would have left a company to start gardening, for example, You look at what they were making and you look at the company that they used to work for and you see what they're doing now and you're like, wait, what? Not realizing that that person loves that thing. It it is what satisfies them, you know? It's not about what makes you look good to other people. A lot of us are in careers, we're in jobs, we're pursuing paths that we really don't want to pursue We don't want to do it, but because mommy and daddy say we have to, or because it's going to make us look good to our friends, or because it's going to make us look good in society, that is why we're continuing to do it, even though it makes us miserable. I'm not by any means telling you to quit your job, 
that is sustaining you, that is putting food on the table and even feeding your children if you have any, to now take up that other thing that you know you really love. I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am saying is you're not going to have to, on one hand, keep that job, yes, and use and use a portion of the monies that you're getting from that job to now fuel what you're truly passionate about and what you're truly desirous of doing to eventually be able to do it full time. I would not be able to afford my computer or even buy my mixer or mic or you know, the other equipment that I have in my little studio if I didn't have a full-time job. So now it's about balancing my nine-to-five with what I call my passion project, you know? It's not about what other people think I should be doing, but it's about what makes me feel most comfortable. It's about what satisfies your soul. On the other end of the spectrum now are those of us who don't know what our talent is. And to you, I say, ask God to show you. You can even be more specific. And if you're daring enough, you can ask God to show you what is your profitable talent. Because we're all good at different things. Some of us can balance a pencil on our nose. Some of us can hop on one leg for a really long time. Some of us can hold our breath really long. That is a talent because not everybody can do those things. But those things would necessarily put food on your table. So ask God to show you, God, what is my profitable talent? What is that thing that you have placed inside of me that has a remarkable dollar value attached to it? And don't stop asking until you receive the answer. Remember, God tells us to ask and you'll, and you'll receive. And he even takes it further and says to us, keep asking, keep going to God, keep praying about it, keep asking, keep talking to him about it until he shows you this is what it is. This is what I have personally embedded in your DNA. This is the thing that is going to set you apart from others. Okay. And when God reveals that thing to you, when he shows you what your talent is, the next thing that we have to do is develop our talent. When I think about developing our talent, the story that comes to mind is the story of the three talents. Funny that that is the name. In Matthew 25, 14 to 13, depending on the version that you're reading it from, some would say it's the story of the three servants. But for today, I will just stick to the story of the three talents, because it fits very nicely into my topic. Usually when this story is told, it's the financial aspect of it that people tend to highlight, right? Because it talks about money. It talks about a master who gave three of his servants, each got a different amount of money, and each person did something different with that money. Now, for the purpose of today's topic, I want to introduce you to another perspective, and I want to focus on the talent aspect of things. And I chose to look at the story from the Good News Bible, which is the GNB version. And in verse 15, it says, He, and in this context, He is God, He gave to each one according to His ability. So right away, we're seeing that God gave each of those three men a talent, an ability that he knows they would thrive with if it is that they choose to use it correctly, if it is that they choose to develop it. Verses 16 to 18 then goes on to say, the one who had received five talents went at once and traded with them and he made a profit and gained five more. 
Likewise, the one who had two made a profit and gained two more. But the one who had received the one, he went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, as I said earlier, we're looking at it from the perspective of talent and not the perspective of money. And what's, and the first thing that I want us to note is that God gave you, God gave me a talent, a gift, an ability. And when we choose to use our talent, when we choose to go to God and ask God how we can develop our talent, it will multiply. When you choose to step out in faith and use what God gave you, you will discover that over time, your supporting talents will start to surface. Your supporting talents are those abilities that will further help to strengthen your main talent. As I read earlier, the scripture says the one who received five talents gain five more. So let's further break that down. Let's say your main talent is writing right? You're just amazing with words. As you exercise the discipline to develop that writing skill, that writing talent, what you'll do is you'll read over your work. And in reading over your work, you'll be able to identify the mistakes, the errors, you know, the things that would not make the overall story or article really be its best. And so what you realize is that you'll become an editor, As you continually sharpen that ability, what you're actually doing is you're developing your secondary talent. Now, you're not just a writer, but you're also an editor as well. And as these two talents begin to work together, as you write, pictures begin to pop up in your mind of how it is you want your story to be conveyed. And this could either lead to you becoming interested in photography so that you can capture the right images to fit your story, to fit your article, or you may become interested in learning how to illustrate or create graphics. Again, with practice, you would have developed a new skill. And herein lies your second supporting talent. So the first supporting talent is you becoming good at editing your stories without any external help. And the second supporting talent is being able to select, choose, create, capture the right images that will better highlight what it is you're trying to communicate with your reader. Do you see where I'm going with this? As you develop your main talent, your supporting talent is what begins to surface. And as I said, your supporting talent is connected to your core talent, which is then connected to your purpose. And this is where the whole idea of multiplying comes in because your supporting talents helps to amplify your main talent, which you can then learn how to market properly in order to receive money for it and earn whatever amount you choose to earn, depending on how committed you want to be in building, developing and honing that skill. Now, for me, I have the gift of gab. I have always been a talker. It's kind of obvious at this point because I have a whole podcast, but the thing is, I didn't start out with a podcast. I started out with a blog. I started out writing. So my supporting talent surfaced first before my main talent and my ability to write and, you know, write in such a way where people enjoy reading what I wrote. It eventually led me to realize, you know, writing is nice and fun, but I prefer to talk. I'm a a lot more expressive and I can really be myself more and bring up my personality when I talk. 
So eventually I switched from written content to now doing audio content. And as I continued, I learned over time that I'm also a very visual person. I love to see really nice clean graphics. I love magazines for that. I love to see the the layout. I would dig into even their choice of color, their choice of font. I would really, really break that down. And that led me to doing an Adobe Illustrator class, which then in turn helped me to create the graphics for my podcast. The only thing that I would have hired a graphic artist to do, which is beyond my illustration skill set, is to create that caricature or that cartoon of me you know, with the blonde hair and I'm looking sideways, a little bit of side eye action, that sort of thing. I I hired someone to do that, but everything else, I created it myself. So all of the notice self graphics that you see were created by me because I chose to develop one of my supporting talents. So again, as you develop your talent, your supporting talents would surface. And in some instances, for some of us, our supporting talents would surface first. And that is where we go back to God and ask him, God, what is my main talent? What is the main thing I should focus on that will give me the success I am looking for? Now I want to dive into the part of the story that talks about the servant who buried his talent. He represents some of us who are afraid to embrace the things that we can do naturally, but instead of developing it, we choose to hide it and say things like, this won't get me anywhere, who even makes money from this, or where can this even get me? If it's one thing the world of blogging and podcasts and, and even television can teach us, is the fact that there is an audience and a market for every single thing. There are people out there who write, who podcast, who crochet, who garden, who fish, who hunt, who do makeup. And there are brands and companies out there that are willing to pay these people for advertisement slots on their blog, their website, their podcast show or YouTube channel. So I say that to say that regardless of whether you feel as though your talent is not up to par or you feel as though there's no earning potential behind of it, I'm here to tell you that you are wrong and that there is earning potential behind of it. It goes back to developing. It goes back to having the discipline and the consistency to develop our talent and then learning how to market it to attract people to want to buy into it. For every one of us, there is a market that we can tap into. Once you learn how to sell yourself, you can earn from it. I think about this child, uh, Ryan Kaji. Forgive me if I am pronouncing his name correctly. I'm sorry, but you can look him up. This little boy makes several million dollars on YouTube annually from reviewing toys. Okay, millions, not a few dollars, my friends. He makes millions reviewing toys on YouTube. So don't tell me that, oh, all I could do is bake, or I like to talk to people about clothing, but I don't think there's a career in that. There is an audience for every single one of us. Here's the funny story behind my podcasting. Years ago, and I mean years ago, I felt like God was calling me to teach. Now, not teach in the traditional sense in terms of standing in front of a classroom and teaching children or teaching um, teenagers, but I felt like God 
wanted me to share his word with young adults in a way that would get them excited for him, in a way that would show them that the Christian life isn't boring. It just depends on how it's brought over to you. And for a long time, and I mean a long time, I ran from that because I did not feel like I was worthy of God wanting me to do something like that. I felt like, you know, that's more for the cleaner Christians, the ones who never made a mistake, the ones who never messed up, the ones who have the polished lives. That's not for me. Eventually, and by eventually, I mean last year. Well, no, actually this year, just a few months ago, I finally accepted the fact that, okay, God, I'm going to listen. And that encouragement actually came from a conversation I had with a friend of mine who said to me, if it is you want to talk about God, talk about God. I'm not exactly a churchy, churchy person, but I would want to know how to live this life without people preaching down to me or without people trying to make me feel bad. So it was her encouragement and thinking about others like her that finally made me go to God and say, God, I'm finally going to listen. I'm finally going to do what it is I believe you have called me to do. And so the podcast changed in a sense. Because before, I, I tried all kind of different things. I used to interview people. I used to um, just talk about my personal experiences. But then eventually I realized if I didn't have some kind of drama going on in my life, then I'd have not, nothing to talk about. Versus if I go to God and ask God what to talk about, he'll always have something for me to bring to your attention. I say that to say some of us know exactly what we should be doing, but we're afraid. We don't think we're worthy of that calling. We don't think we are good enough. We fear also what people are going to say. The longer we allow that fear to control us, we're actually robbing ourselves of the opportunity to really have and be and do life the way that we want to. I am happy behind the mic. I get excited when I come on to share with you something that God shared with me. So if it is that like me, you've been running from God, you've been running from what he's been telling you to do, I would at least like to encourage you to go back to him and say, God, okay, how do we do this? One of my favorite quotes is, you know you've mastered your craft when you make it look easy. When you begin to learn and understand your talent, you also develop your signature style, which then allows people to be able to identify you out of the pack. So I want you to really take developing your talent seriously because it is critical. It is a very crucial component to your success. Think about a product. Before a product is placed on the market, it goes through a series of tests so that when it's placed in your hands, the consumer, you're satisfied with it, at least to some degree. It may not be perfect at first, but that's where feedback comes in. And as you tell the developers or tell the product creator uh, how you feel about it, what works, what doesn't work, that is when they go back to the drawing board and they make upgrades. That is why we have things like version 2.2 and version 3.0. The developer is always working towards improving. When you first put your talent out there for people to consume it, 
It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect, but you should be open to constructive criticism so that you can improve and get better and better and better. Going back to using mom, my mentor, when I made the decision to to start pursuing my podcast more seriously, you know, she gave me advice. She told me how I can script my points. She told me how I can, you know, uh, introduce the show in a better way. Every time we had a conversation and she would drop some sort of gem or some sort of advice, I'll make notes and I'd, I would tell myself, okay, I'm going to implement this the next time. I'm going to do this the next time. So you have to understand that in the process or in the journey of developing your talent, you have to be open to people telling you, okay, you know what? I think this would work best for you. And in saying that, we do have to be able to identify the difference between constructive criticism and people just talking because they have tongues in their head. As you journey towards developing your talent, there will be those who have constructive things to say that will help you to be better. And there will be those who will just talk because they want you to do things their way. You have to be able to identify the difference, okay? So you may be saying, okay, okay, I hear all that you're saying, but I still want to know how do I honor God if it is I decide to pursue, let's say, baking or becoming a graphic artist, for example. Alicia, how do I honor God with my talent? Well, you honor God with your talent, one, by first allowing him to share with you the blueprint that he created for you, meaning we give up how we thought things should be done. We give up trying to do things how everyone else is doing it because how they've been doing it has led to their success. And we humble ourselves and say, God, show me your way for me. God even tells us in Psalm 32, 8, he will teach us the way we should go. He will instruct and advise us. And then again, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, he tells us to trust in him. And don't rely on how we think things should go. Don't rely on what we know. But in everything that we do, we should acknowledge God in it. Meaning we should ask God to guide us every step of the way and he will show us the right way. For example, when I first started podcasting again, I thought I had to have accounts on all the different podcast distribution platforms. That is Stitcher, um, tune in, pocket cast, the whole nine. And after a while, I used to get frustrated because I would always have to be checking everyone to make sure that the episodes have been uploaded correctly. And whenever I would end my show, I would find myself telling people, okay, you can listen here, 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 and here. And it would just be a lot to say. You understand? And so I even felt like I had to be on every social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, this, that. And to be honest, I'm not really a Twitter person. I mean, I hardly use Twitter. I hardly even go on Twitter to see what's trending or what people are talking about. Um, there's Facebook, but I find that not a lot of people tend to respond or engage with me much on that platform. And so it was listening. I was listening to someone that I follow on Instagram, Maddie James, and she was doing a live and she basically said, you should be promoting or sharing your content on your most engaging platform. And for me, that is Instagram. And when she said that, I was like, huh, well, that makes sense. You know, why stretch myself thin 
trying to be here, there, and everywhere when I can be where I know people would respond and react and engage with me more. Mind you, even though I heard what she said, it was still a bit difficult for me to accept because I thought I had to be everywhere. But when she said that, God said to me, you're trying to do things how other people are doing it. So what I did was actually pray and ask God, God, what do I do? I am feeling a bit stressed out, not knowing exactly what my social media platform should be for my podcast or which directories I should promote to tell people where to find the podcast. And that is where God said, um, go and check your links in your linking bio. I said, okay. And when I checked, I realized some of the links not even working. So where it is, so here it is. I'm telling people, oh, click my link in bio to check out my latest episode. And when people go to click on the link, some of the platforms like for Stitcher and some of the others that I would have had listed, not even working. One and two, the ones that do work, not all of them had my latest episode. So I'm there thinking if I was someone following me on Instagram and I would have clicked on the link in my bio and realized that one of the links aren't working, I would turn back. I wouldn't even try to figure out how to follow the podcast. And you know what links actually work? The one for Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I don't have to be everywhere. So it was in that moment, God taught me, if you would have come to me and asked me how to do this, I would have saved you a lot of headache and stress. But I was also glad for the experience because it reminded me of what I just shared with you with God saying to us, I can give you the blueprint for your talent. I could just lay it all out for you as to how it is you should develop your talent. You don't have to be on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. No, this is what's working for you. Or this is what I have determined will work for you. This is where you'll have the most impact, you know? So that is one way in which you can honor God with your talent by allowing him to show you what your blueprint is, to show you what works for you. A lot of times we give ourselves unnecessary stress because we choose to do things our way. And then when things don't work, that is when we go to God. How about going to God first so we don't have to have the headache and stress? Another way that we can honor God with our talent is by allowing his principles to guide us. And that is his business principles. If it is you eventually want to have your own business, you'd be surprised how many business principles are in the Bible. Things as simple as don't cheat people, don't steal, treat people fairly and kindly. Those are business principles. So if you go to God and ask him to show you, God, what principles should I employ in my business? What principles should I employ in wanting to succeed from my talent? And he will show you. Even though the Bible is filled with principles, not everyone is going to apply to us. And that is where, again, we go to God and ask him to show us what works for us. Don't be afraid to ask God to show you how you can use your talent to serve others and personally benefit from it. Why would he give you something that you don't benefit from? That doesn't make sense if you think about it. A lot of us are afraid to talk to God about wanting more and wanting to enjoy a certain lifestyle or being able to afford certain things because we're afraid to talk about money 
and prosperity and success with God because we were taught directly and indirectly that, again, it's unchristian-like. And some of us have even heard some Christians say that Christians aren't supposed to be wealthy. And I'm like, excuse me? Come again? If that were the case, why would God say things like, I'll teach you how to profit in Isaiah 48, 17? Or if you obey and serve me, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures in Job 36, 11. I don't know about you, but I definitely want to spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasures, okay? And that is going to look differently because we all want different things and success and prosperity means different things to all of us. To continue, why would God say things like, I want you to prosper in all things? And we can find that in 3 John 2. And why would he say, be fruitful and multiply? And that is in Genesis 1.28. Now, I know for this particular scripture, a lot of people tend to reference it only in relation to having children, not realizing that it is also a command to become successful. So God is saying, hey, I want you to have a fruitful life, whatever fruitful looks like to you. I want you to multiply that money by using your talent. Be fruitful and multiply. I don't want you to just look at that particular scripture in line with just having children. If it is that you don't desire to have children, which is okay, God still wants you to have a fruitful life. Remember, we're representatives of God. We're ambassadors for him. He is our father. Why would a rich and wealthy father want his children to be walking around like paupers? Why would he want us to be living paycheck to paycheck? So whatever fruitful looks like to you, God wants to give you that life. The question is, are you willing to do what he says to do and do it how he says to do it? You don't need someone to validate your desire to live a rich abundant, joy-filled, and satisfying life when you have the word of God. All his promises, and there are lots of promises in the Bible, all his promises are yea and amen, meaning, yes, go after it. You can have it. You can be a successful baker. You can be a successful audio technician. You can be a successful writer, clothing designer, even truck driver. All good things, all good desires, those dreams, those goals that you have, God placed them in you. So understand that that desire that you have inside of you to do that thing, that desire that tucks you in at night and wakes you up every single morning, that desire that intimidates you, but it also excites you when you think about it, that came from God. He planted that inside of you. And all he wants is for you to simply come to him and say, God, how do we do this? And when you ask him that question, he will in turn give you the blueprint. He will show you exactly what to do and how to do it so that you can be successful. The only thing is he expects you to follow his instructions. God doesn't want us to look sound and be like everybody else. Okay. If that were the case, we'll all have the same face and body structure, but we don't. 
So as our faces differ, so do our talents, so do our abilities, which further means that our way of executing our talent is going to look different from the way the person across the street who might have the same talent is going to execute it. We can all identify Chanel from Versace, from Givenchy, from whomever. They all don't look the same. They all don't make clothes the same way. So for us, we all have different talents. And for each and every one of us, God has a blueprint for us. God wants to show us how to execute our talent. He wants to show us our unique way of prospering. It all comes back to, are we willing to do what he says? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Notice Up Diaries. I really hope that something I would have said during today's session would have given you the encouragement or the fuel or confidence you need to go to God and say, hey, God, you have put something great inside of me. I want to know what it is and I want to know how I can use it to prosper and to live a successful life. If you're not, you can follow me on Instagram at hercandidlife. I love hearing from you so you can let me know what you thought about today's episode or even any of the other episodes that you might have listened to by simply sending me a DM. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or if Google is more your vibe, you can subscribe there as well and also on Podbean. If you have an extra 60 seconds, I would love if you would rate and review the Notice of Diaries podcast over on Apple Podcasts. That way other persons can find it and join the Notice of Diaries family. Be sure to join me again next week and every Wednesday for another episode of NTSD.